we're going to study a special theme. Life everlasting. On death, dying, and the future hope. What does the Bible say about these things? Is there a hope for us? We know somebody is dead, dead. We can't do anything about it. But the Bible tells us there will be a resurrection of the dead. There will be everlasting life for some of us. For some. There's a ticket to heaven for everlasting life. And we are going to discover this ticket. Grace be with you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. We are going to study the biblical theme, life everlasting, on death, dying and the future hope. Lesson 7. Christ's victory over death. Our memory text for this week, and we find it in Revelation 1. Verses 17 and 18. It's the situation when John, the last living apostle, was on the island of Patmos. He was banned there to be in quarantine. And Jesus appears on the scene in a vision. And when I saw him, John is the one who writes this, I fell down at his feet like a dead man. Why so? Jesus is his friend. Why does he fall down like a dead man? Jesus appears in his glory. Not as a human being as he was here and went with his disciples for three and a half years from village to village. He appears as the king of the universe. John says, I fell down at his feet like a dead man. Such, such a fear. He put his right hand on me and said, Do not be afraid. So he was afraid. Therefore Jesus says, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the one who lives. I was dead. But look, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys to death and to the place of the dead. So there's one who has got the keys. Wow, that's important. A sealed doom. When Jesus had been crucified for the disciples, everything was lost. And they did not remember Jesus' words on the third day, I will be risen. But the leaders of the Jews, they had not forget these words of Jesus. And we find in chapter 27 by Matthew, in verse 62, Now the next day, 
that followed the day of the preparation, the Friday, the chief priests and Pharisees came together unto Pilate, saying, Sir, we remember that that deceiver said, they called Jesus a deceiver, but they are deceived by Satan. While he was yet alive, after three days I will rise again. Command, therefore, that the sepulchre be made sure until the third day, lest his disciples come by night and steal him away and say unto the people, He is risen from the dead. So the last error shall be worse than the first. Pilate said unto them, You have a watch. Go your way. Make it as sure as you can. So they went and make, made the sepulchre sure, sealing the stone and setting a watch. One hundred soldiers. And this is a seal, <laughs> a proof for the risen Savior because they wanted to do everything to prevent Jesus from being risen. It was worthless. It happened anyway. He is risen. Just the following verse in Matthew chapter 28, verse 1. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulchre. And behold, there was a great earthquake. There was a great earthquake when Jesus died, and there was a great earthquake when Jesus was risen from the dead. Why so? For the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came. <laughs> when an angel from heaven lands on this planet, there is an earthquake, imagine. And he came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it, as we can see on this photo here. So they put a huge stone in front the opening, the dead person is inside and it starts smelling, of course, and there are animals, wild beasts, who smell it as well and want to go there and bite into the dead body. And therefore they put this huge stem that could not be moved only by a lot of people in front of it so that no wild beast could come in there. And the angel comes in. <laughs> One angel rolls it away. Takes away the stone as if it were such a tiny stone. And he sat upon it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's nice to see, isn't it? Stone on the side and the angel sits on it. And Jesus whoosh, is risen from the dead. What a, what a happening. His countenance of this angel was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. So the, the angel comes in its, in, its, in its glory. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake. <laughs> they shivered with cold, with heat, with anything. And became as dead men. They became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the women, 
Fear not. Fear not. So this is the angel's speech to the women. The keepers. But the, the women, fear not, for I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here. Yeah, where is he then? He is risen, as he said. Come, see the place where the Lord lay. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goes before you into Galilee. There shall you see him. Lo, I have told you. And it happened like that. The disciples went to Galilee, they went there fishing and Jesus appeared. And there were more than 500 in Galilee who saw him at the same time. As he has said, risen from the dead on the third day. He had said it beforehand, but they forgot it. But not so the leaders of the Jews. They had not forgot it, the chief priests and the Pharisees and the scribes. They went to Pilate and said, we want to have keepers at the grave. Many arose with him. When Jesus arose, many arose with him. Really? Where can we find that in the Bible? Matthew chapter 27, verse 50. Jesus is crucified, and now the very last moment is written about here. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. And in this moment, when he is dead, when he has died, and behold, the wheel of the temple was rent in two pieces from the top to the bottom. And the earth did quake and the rocks rent. Imagine. Between the holy and the most holy, there was a wheel. It was like a carpet, very thick and high. And it was rent from the top to the bottom, because an angel did that. And you could see into the most holy. Nobody could go there, only the high priest once a year. And now all the priests who were in the holy could see into the most holy. For the first time, torn into two pieces. Now the way was open to the Father. Because Jesus had died. What a symbol. But even more happens. The graves were opened. The graves? Because of the earthquake. And, and there were two earthquakes. One when Jesus died. And one when he was risen. And what happened when he was risen? There was an earthquake as well. And the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose and came out of the graves after his resurrection. Wow! When Jesus was resurrected, because of the earthquake, the graves were opened, and many of the saints were resurrected as well as Jesus. 
and came out of the graves and went into the holy city and appeared unto many. Now there are some among these uh, holy ones of the Bible, those resurrected, that have lived before the flood. And remember, these people were twice in, in stature. They, they were twice as tall as we are. So, so they would go up to the ceiling here. And they had power 20 times more strength than we have. So, so they can lift a car. <laughs> Imagine, alone, it's a single person. They can... For example, if you want to put your car there into a parking lot, the space is narrow, so just you take the car and put it there. <laughs> and they are risen. And they appear. Imagine someone of this height <laughs> appears in Jerusalem. What an appearance to people. They just look and look and look. It was tremendous. This was a proof. Jesus is risen. And with him, the first truth. Witnesses of the risen Christ. We read in John 20, verse 11 onwards. It is the Sunday of the risen Savior. But Mary stood without at the sepulchre weeping, and as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulchre. So she looked in something like that. And what does she see? She sees two angels in white sitting there. The one at the head and the other at the feet where the body of Jesus had lain. So they are just in, in, in this place. Here was the head. Here were the feet. And there they sit. And they speak with Mary. And they ask her, Woman, why do you weep? Because they have crucified my Savior and, and then they have put him here. Now he's gone and I want to embalm him. And because they have taken away my Lord and I know not where they have laid him. She is on her way to, to do something last good for him. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back. And she saw someone standing and did not know that it was Jesus. Woman, why do you weep? Whom do you seek? <laughs> and she, supposing him to be the gardener, says unto him, Sir, if you have borne him hence, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. And then she hears a word. She's turned backwards. Mary. 
chills around. She knows only one voice who says her name in this melody, Mary. No one else says this word with such a loving attitude. Mary. She holds around. She knows it is Jesus. She turned herself and said unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. And she wants, she, she wants to fall down and that, touching his feet. And he says, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brethren and tell them, I ascend unto my father and your father and to my God and your God. And this is so important. On the morning of the risen Savior, he had not yet been with the Father in heaven. And on Friday at the cross, he talked to one of the criminals and said, Today, I say to you, you will be with, you will be with me in paradise. So it is written in many Bible translations. But this is not correct. It should read like this. Today, I say to you, and not I say to you, today you will be with me in the paradise. No, today I say to you, I say to you today, you will be with me in the paradise. Why is there a difference? Because in those days, when this was written, the, today we use paper, but in those days they had material which was very valuable, so they wrote one word to the other, no punctuation, nothing at all, just writing, writing, writing one word to the other, one letter to the other, one character to the other. So there was no space in between. And you can translate it either, I say, today you will be with me in the paradise, or I tell you today, double point, you will be, you will be with me in the paradise. And because of this text we know, correct this. I tell you today. What do I tell you today? You will be with me in the paradise. The first fruits of those who have died. In the Jewish calendar there were several feasts, some of them in the spring time and some in the autumn. And the first one was the Passa feast and the next one was the feast for the first fruits. And they had to count 50 days from the Passa feast to the first fruits. Barley was this fruit. And at Passa, Jesus was crucified. And 50 days later, the first fruit, Pentecost, thousands were baptized. The Holy Spirit came on the disciples and they could speak in different languages. In, in, a, chiffy, in a moment, 
They learned it from one second to the other. This would be something many students would like, just to learn from one second to the other in a new language. It's not so easy to do so normally. But this was the miracle, and therefore the people flocked together. And at each feast there happened something very special. But the really first fruits were these risen with Jesus on the Easter morning, this Sunday morning when Jesus was risen, the first day, and who went into the city and appeared to many of them, and saints who had died hundreds of years before, maybe thousands of years before, they were risen as a proof. Jesus has been risen and he has the power to rise anyone else who trusts in Jesus, who believes in him. And this is a proof for us. As they were risen, we will be risen when he will return in glory with all his angels. And he will send out his angels. And they will gather together all the saints. Who are the saints? Those who love Jesus. Those who follow him. Those who have come to him in repentance. Begging for forgiving of their sins. For the forgiving of their sins. That Jesus may forgive, may forgive them what they have done. And this is something unbelievable. But it is so. You can start as a new person, as if you were born a second time. New, a new birth. Your past, gone. Jesus does not count what has been if you come to him, repent and confess and ask for forgiving, for forgiveness. He will forgive you when you come to him and plead. Summary. In the book of Alan G. White, The Desire of Ages, page 7, 87, we read, the voice that cried from the cross, it is finished, was heard among the dead. It pierced the walls of sepulchres and summoned the sleepers to arise. Thus will it be when the voice of Christ shall be heard from heaven, when he will come again. The last trumpet. That voice will penetrate the graves and unbar the dooms. And the dead in Christ shall arise. Whew. This is our future hope. That's the theme. The future hope. Life everlasting on death, dying, and the future hope.
that's it. Death is not the end. That's just a starting point for a sleeping time. That's what it is. Death is a sleeping time. Nothing else. And Jesus wants you to live. And when he comes again, it's wise. If you have trusted in him during your life, if you have loved him, if, and if you love him, you follow his commands. Then it's easy, isn't it? The dead in Christ shall arise. At the Savior's resurrection, a few graves were opened of a few saints. But at the second coming, all the precious dead shall hear his voice. Not only a few, all the precious dead. And they shall come forth to glorious, immortal life. What? Yeah, that's it. The same power that raised Christ from the dead will raise his church and glorify it with him above all principalities, above all powers, above every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. This is the message. tomb is open. Jesus is risen. They came. They looked into the tomb. It was just empty. <laughs> and some of them saw angels in there who said, he is not here. He is risen. Go tell he is risen. That, that's the message. The tomb is empty. No, no one there. He is risen from the dead. And this is the proof that you can experience the same. You will be risen. So either you are still alive when Jesus comes and you are translated into heaven. And if you die before he comes, no problem. <laughs> you will be risen from the dead and translated into heaven. So either you live you're still alive when he comes, or if you have died before he comes, no problem. It's, it's the same for you when you trust in him. That's the point.